Good morning. How many of you, pag nagpa-promise ka, minsan nagsasabi na, cross my heart. O sino sa inyo, pag nangangako ka, may ganito sa likod. Kunyari, example. Last week, ang pinag-usapan natin is not yung promise natin kay God, kundi yung mga promises niya sa atin. Ang Diyos ay nag-promise na He will cross your heart. Ibig sabihin, dadalhin niya yung heart mo sa cross. Yan ang ginawa ni Jesus nung siya ay pumunta uh, dito, nag-offer nag, uh, ng sarili niya for our sins. When He was on the cross, He received your heart into His own heart. And He took you 2,000 years ago. In advance, He took you to the cross. He took your spirit to inside of Himself. And He said, I receive you. Today, nagsasabi natin, Jesus, I receive you into my life. Pero bago ka nagtanggap kay Jesus, tinakatanggap sa'yo. And He took you to the cross. He died your death. So kaya nakakapagsabi tayo ngayon, ayon sa, salito, sa salita ng Diyos, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I now live, but it's not really me who's living, it's Christ living in me. Yan ang tinatawag na the great exchange. And I want to just continue this topic, this thought about the the. Because last week, we, we said some very shocking things. Na kung if akala mo ang puso mo ay punong-puno ng kasalanan, punong-puno ng, ng uh, bad attitudes, you say, well, my heart is my team, you know, damaged, broken heart. Minsan ang pagtingin natin sa sarili nating puso is, you know, kalooban ko, marumi. But the shocking thing and the truth is, if you thought that, your heart, if you're in Christ, is no longer damaged. Maybe your emotions still struggle. Yeah? Yeah? Yan ang pag, pag na, na broken heart. It's not actually the heart na, na broke. It was the emotions that were hurt. Pwede yun. Maaring sa, sa gawa, salita, you do dirty things, have dirty thoughts, say dirty words. But if you're in Christ, the heart, yung pinaka ikaw inside, has been purified and clean. And God sees your heart as the same heart as Jesus because you had His heart. But then, ito yung question. Ito yung papag-usapan natin ngayon. Kung ganon, kung totoo na ang heart ko ay malinis na, forgiven, kung totoo ang sinasabi mo na pure na ang puso ko, good, then bakit hanggang ngayon nakakasala pa rin ako? Have you ever thought about that? Did you ever wonder, eh, sabi nila, pag ano po, tatanggapin ko si Jesus, mapabaptize na ako, malinis na ako, eh bakit ganun pa rin ang ugali ko? Nakakasala pa rin ako. And I want to address that issue today. Would you like to have some solutions? You know, every sincere Christian wants to stop sinning. And then, pag nakakasala pa rin tayo, we feel like, oh, it's not working for me, you know. I'm still the same as I used to be. But you're not. You're not. And so, I want to share with you a, sto- uh, a story. You know the story. The prodigal son. 
How many of you are familiar with that story? The prodigal son. Luke chapter 15, it says that once a man had two sons. Okay, okay, had daughters. You think about if you're a female. And he said, the younger son said to his father, give me my share of the property. So the father divided his property between his two sons. Not long after that, the younger son packed up everything he owned and left for a foreign country where he wasted, we naldas, all his money in, it says here, wild living. But most of your other Bibles would say in prodigal living. Kaya, ano yung pangalan ng story na the prodigal son. Okay? Anong ibig sabihin prodigal? So he's prodigal living. And he spent everything and when a bad famine spread throughout the land, soon he had nothing to eat. So ito yung guy who lives in a household with a very loving, generous father. And we know from the story, ang tatay niya mayaman. May kaya sila kasi marami sila mga servants. May inheritance. Diba? Pag may mahirap, walang halos mana. Ito, ito may mana. And he was able to uh, get yung kanyang mana before the father died. Winaldas niya sa malayong lugar in a prodigal living. Anong ibig sabihin prodigal? The word prodigal, kung sa translation na, it means lacking restraint. Okay? Sa Tagalog, walang pagpipigil sa sarili. And it's specially referring to vices and, um, well, an excessive indulgence in sensual living. So, you know, lasing, babae, sugal, nagwawala talaga siya sa malayong lugar. You know, excessive, wasteful. Merong malalim na Tagalog, talimpandas. Yeah, that's just talipandas, talagang immoral. Walang buhay na, na napakasamang pamumuhay. And maybe you think, or maybe you don't think you're that that bad of a person. Baka ilan sa atin ay nagrebelde pero hindi ganun ka-extreme. And maybe you think that you've not done that bad of a living or that radical of a uh, departure sa tamang landas. But have you ever lived your life prodigal? Have you ever been without or lacking restraint in any area of your life? Sa pagmumura, walang pagpipigil sa... Sa pagkain, walang limitations. You know, sa pag-express ng galit, sa pag-resist ng temptations. Have you ever been prodigal before? O kaya, have you ever left your father? Have you ever turned to your own selfish, sinful ways and just left the restraint, left the instructions of a father. So we've all, I think, been prodigal in our lives. Kaka-relate ba tayo? Why would you do that? Why would you leave your father? Why would you go off and do something like that? You know, many times may mga Christiano, 
Even right here in the years of our church, I could tell you many stories. These are not only the these are not the beautiful, uh, touching stories. May mga stories din, may mga testimonies din na hindi magadang outcome. Isang tao na katanggap kay Jesus and their life was radically transformed. They received Jesus. They they were healed from drug and alcohol addiction. Na buong family. Naging active sa cell group. Tumayo pa sa stage. Nag-testimony. Umawit. Nagpuri sa Diyos. But then, years later or times went by, lumayo na sila sa fellowship. Sumali sa wrong crowd. Bumalik sa dating pamumuhay. Sometimes even worse. And some of these people now, even from this church, are now in prison. Others are na maraming anak, iba-ibang tatay. Marami, ibig sabihin, mambabae na marami ng anak na iba-ibang partner, iba-ibang father ng anak. Ibig sabihin, nabuntis ng maraming beses sa iba-ibang lalaki. Nangyari. May mga times na yung dating active sa church, ngayon, hindi nag-church. Hindi nagpa-pray. Hindi na active sa pagiging you know, involved or active sa Christian life. Why would someone do that? After they naranasan na yung love ng Father, naranasan ng forgiveness of sins, naranasan ng pag-change life, why would someone leave? And I'll tell you why. It's because Bring out this guy. I'll introduce you to this guy. This is Tim. Hi, Tim. All right. Now, Tim, just the, this could be you. Put your own face here. You know, you could put. His name is Warden. He is a warden. Nothing will ever stop him from being a warden. So you write this down. Birth. He was born a warden. Birth, not behavior, determines identity. Get that really clear. It's your birth that determines who you are, ang status mo, ang identity mo. Hindi behavior. So, pag makulit, hindi makulit na identity mo. Anong last name mo? Saan ang birth certificate mo? Birth, not behavior, determines your identity. Now, in Christ, we get a new birth. Everybody say, new birth. Ibig sabihin, yung araw na tinanggap mo si Jesus, nakatanggap kay Jesus, and you... in he gave you a new birth. Through faith, we are born again. Hindi lang physical birth, but the spiritual birth. That birth marks you as God's child. You get that? Maybe at that point, wala ka pang church. Hindi ka pa uh, active. Hindi ka pa sanay. Wala ka pang alam na Christian songs doesn't matter. It's your birth that determines your identity. Maybe at that time, nakakasala ka pa rin. 
You might be a hitman. You might be a drug pusher. You might be a prostitute. You might be uh, the worst, uh, you know, nagmumura ka. It's not your behavior that made you a Christian. It was that birth where God marked you and said, this is my son. Bakit? Kasi connected ka kay Jesus and that's the only qualification to make you a child of God. John chapter 1 verse 12, kung sino, uh, kung sino nakatanggap kay Jesus, naibigay sa kanya ng karapatan na maging anak ng Diyos. So ito si Tim, he's born physically as a warden. So he's a warden forever. Now, inside of Tim, the of course, this is just the physical body, right? Katawan lang yan, packaging lang yan sa atin. The real person is deeper than just the body. You can see only my body, but you don't see the real me. Inside of me, there's my soul. Everybody say soul. The soul is made of three parts. Okay. No, the soul is made of the mind. That's where I think. The emotions, where I feel. And the will where we decide. Okay? Tatlong bahagi ng soul mo. Emotion, mind, and will. Feeling, thinking, choosing. Malinaw po ba? So everybody said this way, uh, my soul is my thoughts, emotions, and choices. Alright, this, this is where your personality is. You know, kung ilukano ka, bahagi ng soul mo yan. Hindi madidetermine sa CAT scan kung ikaw ay kapampangan or ilukano. Well, not, not bahagi yan ng soul mo. Now, deep inside the soul is a deeper part called the spirit. And this is who you really are. Okay? This is who you really are. Maliban pa sa thoughts mo, there's a you that you don't feel emotionally, but it's you. You cannot see it in an x-ray, but it's still you, the real you. This is the part of you that lasts forever. Makikita mo ito sa 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, where it says, May your spirit, soul, and body, okay? The whole you. May your spirit, soul, and body be kept healthy and faultless. Until our Lord Jesus Christ returns. So say it this way. Say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Nakikita natin sa creation, how God set up yung makeup ng isang tao. In 2 verse 7, it says, The Lord God formed the man. Okay, paano? Just like himself, in his own image. And God is three. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So, pinorm niya tayo in his own image, also three. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. That's the physical. Diba? Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So, yan yung, the, the dust of the ground was how God formed the, the man's body. Katawan natin. Parang dust. Dust na maganda kasi yung dust nagiging malikot. Malikot. Malikot yung kaluluwa niya. 
Pero yung yung kuko mo, you know, buhok, your skin, everything, it comes it comes from the ground. It comes from what we eat. You are what you eat. Physically only. Ah. What you eat doesn't change your you know, your soul or spirit. But that's we're talking about physical, no? So I, I uh, it says here, he formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life. The breath of life. Study the Hebrew word there. It's ruach. It means the spirit. Ruach. I don't know how to say it, but it's R-A-U-C-H. Ruach. And the spirit, he says, he breathed into the nostrils of the man. The spirit, the breath of life, and the man became a living soul or a living person. So, ando no yung tatlo sa Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. So, God created man's spirit. God created man's spirit so that we could relate with Him. Makaka relate tayo sa Dios through our spirit, not through our teeth or through our hands. We relate to God, not physically. Diba? So pag sinabi mo, God touched me. Hindi naman, He didn't touch you physically. God relates to our spirit because God is a spirit. Spirit to spirit. That's why you don't see God, you know, waving from heaven with your physical eyes. But we see with faith, with spirit. We believe and we worship from our spirit. Malinaw po ba? God created us as a spirit para we could relate with Him spirit to spirit. God created us with physical body so we could relate to His creation. We could feel the rain. Drops keep falling on my head. We could feel the breeze. We could see the sun. We could taste the food. Kaya may katawan para makaka-relate tayo sa kanyang creation. And kaya may kaluluwa so that we could relate with both. The, the soul is kind of in between. You can relate with other people, with God's creation, and the soul also has feelings that receive impulses from the spirit. Now listen, we were all born separated because of Adam, because of the sin. He tayo sa Dios in our spirit. Death. Ang tawag din to, death. Remember when Adam was told by God na, the day that you eat of the fruit of the knowledge of the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. Sabi niya, you will die. Pero nung kinain nila Adam and Eve yung fruit, di ba? Hindi naman sila namatay. In fact, Adam died at a very old age of uh, 90, 900 something. So they did not die. So ano ba? Totoo ba? Ang, sin, ang salita ng Diyos na you will die? Yes, totoo. Kasi they died not physically. It wasn't the body that died. It was the spirit that died. The soul didn't die, but the spirit died. Listen, write it down. Death means... Kasi baka nakamali tayo sa definition of death. Death means separation. Simply lang. Death means a separation, okay, the absence of... Life. Nung buhay pa si Adam in his spirit, meron siyang fellowship with God. Meron siyang relationship sa Diyos. Nung namatay siya dahil sa kasalanan, wala nang life dito. 
God was outside of him. God was relating to him on the outside. It says in Romans chapter 5 verse 12, Adam's sin spread, uh, Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Kuanyo? What brought separation? What brought death? The sin. So because of sin, my spirit is dead. Or, or if you're in Christ, my spirit was, past tense, was dead and needs a birth. That's why it's Abini Jesus in John chapter 3. Unless you are born, you got a birth from above. Hindi ka ng, hindi mararanasan ng kaharian ng Diyos. Why? Because we have to have a new birth. Hindi sapat na physical birth lamang. If you are born once, you die twice. This one and this one. But if you're born twice, one birth physically and another birth through you. This one, wala kang choice. But this birth, you have to have make a choice. You're born spiritually, then you only die once. Just the physical separation. Okay, kuhanyo? Born once, die twice. Born twice, die once. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 says that once you were dead because of your disobedience and many sins. Until you get a new birth here, you will always be separated really from God. Maski religiosong kang tao, maski na you try your best to be a moral person, kakatakot naman itong gumagalaw na mag-isa. Kakatakot. Until you get saved, your body is alive, your soul is alive, but the spirit is separated. It doesn't mean wala kang spirit. It makes spirit ka, pero walang laman, walang life inside. That's why the people that are not yet in Christ are just like a zombie. Just walking, matalino, may kaya, may kayang gawin. You can uh, buy things, you can be smart, you can have scholarship, blah, blah, blah. But actually, without a birth in the spirit, there's no real connection with God. It's like using the computer offline. Sino sa inyo mahilig mag-computer na walang internet? Diba? Walang, may magagawa ka ng konti. Ano magagawa? Yung paint <laughs> o kung ano-ano word, notebook or what. But it's different. Pag may internet, you have unlimited uh, knowledge, unlimited communication. And so in our uh, spirit, we need to have a new birth. My spirit was dead and needs a new birth. Have you ever read the Word of God, your Bible, or heard some teachings? At may mga promises or may mga declarations na parang napakaganda pero hindi feeling mo hindi applicable sa Nakalagay doon, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Pero ang feeling mo, failure. Merong, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Pero ang karanasan mo, things are not working good for you. It says we uh, triumph over sin. 
Pero ang karanasan mo is not like that. Laging nahulog sa kasalanan. Why why is it that yung ating panampalataya at yung ating karanasan parang hindi ka match? Yung ating paniniwala na we believe that this is true, I'm pure, I'm forgiven, uh, I have the joy of the Lord, the peace of God, I have the love in my spirit. Pero yung actual day-to-day life doesn't feel like consistent doon sa sinasabi. Have you ever nakaka-relate ka ba sa mga ganon? <laughs> Let me explain to you why. <laughs> because it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, like this, isa siyang bagong nilalang. New creation. The old has gone, the new has come. But listen, take note. Dapat may malinaw sa atin, if anyone is in Christ, it's not He, the physical body, that is a new creation. Halimbawa, kahapon, hindi ka pa Christian. Ngayon, tinanggap mo si Jesus. Ibig sabihin, nagbago ng katawan mo. Biglang Aquaman ka na. Biglang na superhero. No. Kung may pimples ka kahapon, meron kang pa pimples ngayon, kahit na si Jesus ay nasa buhay mo. Kung maliit ka noon, bago ka nakatanggap kay Jesus, tinanggap mo si Jesus, nagpabaptize ka, maliit ka pa rin. Your body doesn't become a new creation just like that. I think that's obvious. And your soul, you know, if makulit ka kahapon, tinanggap mo si Jesus, makulit, makulit ka pa rin. If your attitude was, you know, um, impatient, it doesn't automatically mean instantly you are now so patient. If you had, uh, you know, addictions before you received Christ, chances are you have still those physical addictions. If you had those negative thoughts and feelings, remember, these are all part of the soul. Thoughts, feelings, choices. Your soul doesn't instantly become a new creation. But if anyone is in Christ, this is the part that becomes a new creation. The Spirit. Para hindi ka ma-discourage na bakit ganun pa rin ang mukha ko? Bakit ganun pa rin ang buhok ko? Akala ko pag Christian ako, hindi na kulot. No, it's not that your body or soul gets changed instantly. But instantly, anyone who receives Jesus, anyone who comes into Christ, is a new creation. The real you. Not the wrapper. Not just the packaging. The ikaw na ikaw. Yung tunay na ikaw. Becomes a new creation instantly. And in all these things, this is more than a conqueror. This heart of the man, this spirit, is now pure. Kahit anong nangyayari dito. This is the part that God relates to and sees you as a pure virgin, spotless bride. His beloved son, this is whom he is well pleased in. He may not be well pleased with your attitudes and your actions. This is the new creation. And in all, and it's the 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 says, He always causes us to triumph in Christ. Not in our performance, not in our behavior, our thoughts, our words, but in the Spirit, we always triumph. Your heart always, if you're in Christ, your heart 
always wants to do good, always chooses life, always believes. Even if you have doubts in your brain, but in your spirit, Christ is there ensuring the purity of you. Do you have that bowl? I'm going to show you just a sample. This is so powerful. I want you to see this. Um, I've got a bottle of water here covered with mud. Okay, but the good thing is, just like our, can you see this? Just like our spirit. You know, our body sometimes is covered with spiritual mud. Kakarilate. Every day we are exposed in our ears, our eyes, our thoughts, our mouth, our body. We are exposed to so much garbage. So much filth. That's not pleasing to God. Paho. Pangit. Our soul gets it inside. Our soul is not always clean. We got wrong feelings, wrong thoughts. We believed lies. Thought wrong things. Felt terrible things. Fortunately, the Bible says that our spirit is sealed off. Can you take that seal off? Let me make a pure bottle of uh, mineral water. It has a seal on it. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit. Which means the contamination may be all around you, but it's not in you. It's still clean. It's still pure. And that's the part that God looks at. That's the part God relates to. That's why you could hear me preach that even though your behavior is sinful, you don't fall out of grace. You fall into grace. And it's your position that keeps you pure, not your performance. Does that mean that everybody wants to drink out of this kind of bottle? (laughs) Of course not. Yeah, God relates to you. God still receives you, accepts you as pure and clean. But you're not going to be a very acceptable to your friends. This is not going to be a very good way to live your marriage. You still need to change. All right? And so that's why some of the Bible promises may be true in my spirit, even though I don't feel them in my body or soul or in my experience. That's why the Bible promises can be true for my spirit even if I don't yet feel or experience them in my body or soul. Um, Salvation is three parts also. Pag sinabi ko, ligtas ka na ba? Ibig sabihin, tinanggap mo ba si Jesus? Makakapunta sa langit? Ikaw ba'y ligtas? Pag tinanggap mo si Jesus, ang sagot, oo, ligtas na ako. Are you sure? Minsan, duda tayo kasi alam na natin, tinanggap natin si Jesus, but our attitude is still not yet Christ-like. So that's why the devil puts a lie and a deceit and doubts in your mind. Ewan ko ba? 
uh, alam ko nagpabaptize ako, alam ko tinanggap ko si Jesus, I try my best, I attend church, but then I'm not sure if I'm really saved because eh, hanggang pa rin, sinful pa rin yung aking ugali, o aking mga gawa. Salvation is comes from a Greek word, sozo, S-O-Z-O, sozo, which means saved, healed, delivered, made whole, and you can put it this way, my spirit has been. And again, past tense or present tense? My spirit has been saved. Okay, see red. See, spirit has been saved. The moment na tinanggap mo si Jesus, your spirit was saved. My soul is being saved. Anong ibig sabihin saved? So, so, healed. Don't you, don't you think we still need healing in our souls? And our feelings still need to be repaired? Some of the damage that has happened to us? So our soul is being healed. Is being delivered and made more and more whole. Does that make sense? So my spirit has been saved. My soul is being saved. And my body will be will be saved. Bible says we will receive a new body. Just will be like Christ. Nung si Jesus namatay, I don't know if you remember watching Passion of the Christ, kung anong itsura ni Jesus na yung mata niya parang bumaliktad, yung ano, his heart burst open, tusok dito, daming tusok and rips, his skin was ripped off. And then just three days later, buong-buong naman siya. Right? Yes, boom boy, you could not recognize him nung nailibing siya. But then all of a sudden, he's walking, he's having breakfast. You know, he walks through the walls. He has a glorified body. And the Bible says, one day, someday, we will be like him. We will have a new creation, not only a new creation spirit, but we'll even have a new creation body. So my spirit has been made whole. That's the promise of Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26. Nasabi ng Lord, I'll give you a new heart and I'll put a new spirit within you. That's the spirit. New heart. That's in the new covenant, you get a brand new spirit just like Jesus. Okay, you get his heart. And then my soul is being made whole. And that's why James 1 verse 21 says, put away... Distance yourself from all filth and evil, excess, and humbly, here's how you do it. How do you get rid of filth? We live in a dirty world. How? Well, you humbly welcome the message implanted within your soul, which is able to save, okay, heal, restore Deliver your soul. This is talking about the soul. Walang kinalaman dito sa James 1.21 about your eternal destination, about your eternal salvation. This is talking about the salvation, the restoration, the healing of your soul. So when you read the Bible and it says, you know, uh, don't sin, uh, put away filth, uh, you know, move, go away from these things, this is not all about your spirit. Spirit is already clean. This is about saving the soul. Restoring your your way of thinking. Renewing your mindset. 
healing your emotions para hindi ka dysfunctional as a, as a person. Para makakapag-relate, makakapag-influence ang environment mo. So James 1.21 says, get away, get the filth away and humbly accept, humbly welcome the message. Tuwing Sundays, na we welcome nyo ba ang message? Are you welcoming the message of God that's being planted in your soul? I'm planting. Every time na nangaaral ako, I'm trying to plant God's message in you. Bakit? The Word of God washes us. It's like a waterfall of the Word. The Word of God continually washes us, changes our mind, restores our feelings, causes us to think properly, feel right, act and behave right. Spirit was still pure, but our souls got a lot of work to do. You get that? Our soul needs to really be straightened out. Kaya ang tawag dito sa church is payosin ang buhay. Hindi na kailangan payosin ang spirit. Your spirit is already pure. God's, you're, you're, he, he sees you as perfect. You are the righteousness of Christ. Here. But boy, we got a lot of work to do here. That's why you got to have the word of God every day to wash you. And then in the body, it says over here in Romans 8 verse 23 that we are waiting for a time when we will take our place as sons. Wait, wait, wait. Akala ko sons na tayo. Oh, sons tayo. Positionally. But there's a time coming when we will take our place. Where we will be in position to uh, really act as God's sons. It says, time when we'll take our place as sons and he says that is referring to the salvation of our bodies. My spirit was saved, my soul is being saved and my body will be saved. So these Bible words that refers to salvation, tandaan mo if it's past tense, present tense or future tense. But it's all by grace. So it's the finished work. Trust in the finished work. Jesus said it's finished. So trust in the finished work of God's grace. That's what happened to your spirit. You don't get saved, lost sometimes, and pag good person again, saved ulit, tapos pag bad girl na naman, lost ka. No, your spirit is always saved. Eternally secure. Irrevocably saved. That's the finished work of God's grace. But we also need to trust in the ongoing work of God's grace. Tuwing na brainwash tayo for the good, tuwing na upgrade ang ating thinking and our feelings, you know, we overcome temptations and all of the wrong desires and lies, that is the ongoing grace of God working inside of our mind and feelings and choices. It's the ongoing work of God's grace. And we also need to trust in the upcoming work of God's grace. The assurance that His grace was and is and forever will be. And that one day, those back pains that you feel, they will go away. One day, that diabetes or that uh, cancer, or that tumor, or that mole, or whatever it is that bothers you, 
the upcoming grace of God will make all things new. We'll get a new body. I, rem- I remind myself that when I feel bad. I say, that's, it's okay. Tiisin ko na lang tong katawan nito because I'm getting a new model. Parang yung sasakyan. So sasakyan ko, it rains inside. It rains on the inside of the car. Okay? So the water comes in. The seat is wet. We stand up and it looks like na may ihi kami. You know, something like, so I'm like, it's okay. You know, someday soon, we'll have a new car. You know, someday soon. It will. So when you, when you, when you believe in the upcoming grace of God, it gives you courage and endurance to face the current struggles. You can endure anything currently because you believe in the upcoming grace of God. So pag nakasakit ka, sabihin, this is so temporary. I'm more than conquerors in Christ. And my new body's coming. When you uh, feel bad about something you said, something you did, and you say, oh, don't say, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so stupid, I'm so dumb, I'm so, don't say, just say, thank you, Lord, for the ongoing grace. I know you're working in me. These struggles, these failures, these trials, just help me learn from it. I know that you're changing me. You're stretching me. You're getting me better. You're preparing me for another season ahead. The struggles I have now, young trials, you're just giving me training so that I can face it with great victory in the next season. And don't ever feel that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sinner. I'm just a sinner. My heart is bad. No, 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 no. Trust in the finished work of God's grace. He's done everything he needs to do already to save you and make you pure and holy. Yeah, there's work to be done in our body and soul. But this is where God relates. Worship him. So the, the Father is looking for worshipers that he can relate to in spirit and in truth. He's made us holy and clean and washed us. Upcoming work of God's grace. So two applications is just receive. Okay, by faith, receive and recognize your newborn spirit. Recognize, acknowledge your newborn spirit. The salvation happened in your spirit. If you're not in Christ, this does not apply to you. You need Christ. You need to receive Jesus. Receive and then recognize. It's very shallow to think. Because in our culture today, pag sinabing born again, agad, agad people think, ay, hindi Catholic yan, born again. That's a very shallow thinking. It's not about Catholic or born again or any Roman Catholic can be, Rom, uh, any RC can be BA. You know, any Roman Catholic can be born again. It's not about that. It has nothing to do with religion or church going. It's a spiritual reality. It's not physical reality. It's not an organization or a membership. It's a spiritual reality that you got a newborn spirit. Receive and recognize that. And then submit your soul to your spirit. Pa'under. Pa'under. Submit your soul. Meaning to say, pag mayroong malaking decision to make, wag kang manguna sa thoughts mo. Don't, of course, you use your mind. But don't let your mind be the only boss. 
submit what you think to what you know is true in your spirit. Submit how you feel. Don't just do everything you feel. Surrender and put your feelings under the truth of God's word. And let your spirit reign. Dito ang hari. Jesus doesn't live in your soul. He resides and the headquarters of Jesus, his Holy Spirit, is inside your spirit. So live your life from the headquarters, not from the branches. Does that make sense? Submit your soul to your spirit and you will see that your life will experience more and more victory. Because the dirty, the filth, the failures in our body and in our soul, hindi makakapasok sa spirit. But the life and the holiness of Jesus can be released out from the spirit into the soul and into the body. So let your spirit be in charge, not just your body. That's why some of you might want to fast. Sometimes you fast. Why do we fast? So that God will do us a favor? No. God's already done a lot of favor. When we fast, we're sending a message to our body. You're not in charge. All right, that's another topic. Let's pray. (laughs) All right, come on, let's think. Thank you, Father, for what you've done in our spirit. Thank you for what you are doing in our soul. And thank you for what you will do in our physical bodies, in our future ahead. Lord, we anchor our faith on where you set up your headquarters within us. And you promise to give a new heart, a new spirit, and make all things new. You made us a new creation in our spirit. Let the reality of this, as we receive and recognize our newborn spirit, let it overflow into our feelings and our thoughts and change our decisions and even affect how we physically live our lives. Lord, wash us continuously with your ongoing grace, with the water of your word. Cleanse our minds, our thoughts, our feelings. Cleanse us, Lord. Cause us to want what you want and make right choices and do right actions and speak right words. Trusting in the finished work in our spirit, the ongoing work and the upcoming work. Thank you, Lord, that your salvation is eternal. You're the Alpha and the Omega and you always cause us to triumph. Some has already happened. Some triumphs are in the works. And some victories are still yet in front of us. The best is yet to come. And we praise you for your grace and goodness in Jesus' name. Amen.